Good morning, church. Well, there's a bunch of you out this morning. Way to, way to go. Way to go. By the way, I need to kind of uh, make sure everybody understands. I'm the interim pastor here. Uh, if you're a guest with us and you look up here and think, oh, my gosh, what an old guy. Uh, they're really looking uh, for a younger version. They're going to find one before long. Chairman of the search committee right over here if you want to hold him responsible. Um, I am here on Sundays, but I'm also here on Tuesdays. And I come on Tuesdays to kind of work with the staff and take care of uh, the kind of work that a pastor does during the week. First of all, I want to say that you have a great staff. You have a great church staff. Very, very easy to work with. Uh, the Lord's the center of their heart and the center of their, uh, their drive, their passion here at the church, and way to go for them. Uh, the other thing I want to say to you is as I sit in those staff meetings and as we review the calendar of upcoming events, you all are in for a great several weeks. There are many wonderful things planned for the church here over the next uh, six or seven weeks. And, and I, I want you to take part in these. I mean, when the weather turns uh, cool like this, it begins to feel like autumn. There's no better place for you to spend autumn than here with your church. So be here. Take advantage of the great things that are being offered here at, uh, at First Baptist Church Wimberley. Open your Bibles with me this morning to Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5, has, has it ever occurred to you how often the Bible discusses walking with God? I mean, it's one of the primary themes of the Bible, walking with God. I think what I want to do is take the next uh, three or four weeks and, and investigate what the Bible has to say about walking with God. This is a primary doctrine, and it's important to all of us, walking with God. And we want to bring it into a contemporary setting and call it power walking. Are you all familiar with power walking? For those of you who are not familiar with power walking, it's a popular form of physical exercise. Hundreds of websites dealing with power walking. The Power Walking World website says this, and let me just read it. We all have dreams of becoming fitter, leaner, and stronger and bursting with health and energy. Wow. Power walking can help bring all these benefits. The technique provides a simple yet effective way of giving your whole body a thorough workout. You may also discover that power walking opens you to new experiences and that it brings mental well-being as well as physical strength. Walking is the most natural and fundamental of all human conscious movements. By putting one foot in front of the other and moving your arms in opposition, you can propel yourself forward at approximately three miles per hour. But when you add the element of power, change your focus, and adjust your technique, you can increase your pace to five miles per hour or more. All the muscles in your body are used to create a dynamic aerobic exercise that helps achieve optimum well-being. Doesn't that sound absolutely exhausting to you? <laughs> wow, my stars. Listen to this. The website for UT Health Center at Tyler says this. Let me just read it. Power walking with a partner makes it more fun and provides an opportunity to enjoy the social potential 
of the exercise. So, power walking apparently is important and it's more fun if you have a partner. So that's kind of where we're going to begin uh, here this morning as we talk about power walking. Is power, with power walking, we need to have a partner. We really need God to be our power walking partner in life because God's the right partner. Now, I said we're going to kind of look what the Bible has to say about walking with God. We need God as our partner while walking, power walking through life. Uh, there's great meaning, great benefit, great victory to be found in spiritual power walking if we have the right partner. Now, let's look at our passage. Genesis chapter 5, beginning in verse 18. Jared was 162 years old when he fathered Enoch. Jared lived 800 years after the birth of Enoch, and he fathered sons and daughters. So Jared's life lasted 962 years. Then he died. Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah, and after the birth of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 65 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not there because God took him. Now, folks, that's power walking. Enoch did it the right way, didn't he? Enoch did it the right way. Power walked through life, which is good, but he did it with God as his partner. And that's where we want to spend time this morning, looking at and, and uh, examining that truth. In power walking with God, let's begin here where, where Enoch did. Befriending God. Becoming God's friend. Go back to verse 21. Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. And after the birth of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. Now, there are a few subtleties that I need to call your attention to here this morning. First, this is an unusual comment made here in verse 22. If you get opportunity this afternoon, you might go back and look at chapter 5. It's very revealing. Long chronology of descendants from Adam down to Noah. But nothing like this is said about any of the other descendants. We're simply given this long list, this long catalog, boring catalog of names and ages until we get to Enoch. With Enoch, it changes. Enoch did something different. He became God's friend. None of the others did that. The Bible mentions it. Second, for Enoch, this represents an unusual change. Just like all the others, all the others before him, Enoch is pretty much the same before his son was born. Enoch simply lived, he existed, he occupied space and time, he made his way through life like the others. It was the same thing after their children were born. With the others, it was the same thing after their children were born. 
with each of them we read, and after he became father, he lived X more years and had other sons and daughters. That's not what we see with Enoch. Verse 22, and after the birth of Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. So this becoming God's friend was triggered by a life event. Third, this represents an unusual choice. No one made Enoch become God's friend. There's no indication that he was coerced into becoming God's friend. His wife didn't shame him into becoming God's friend. There's just something about the birth of his son that touched him. Something about the birth of his baby boy moved him. Something about the birth of Enoch inspired him. Enoch, after the birth of his son, simply chose to change. Enoch chose to become God's friend. God was already his friend, you understand. But after the birth of his baby, Enoch chose to become God's friend. That's the way it has to be with, with us also, as with Enoch. Our parents, our grandparents, may not have been friends of God. We may not live in a setting where the people surrounding us are friends with God. We may not be where people are pushing us to choose to be friends of God. That's the way it was with Enoch. But as with Enoch, there comes a point where we have the opportunity to choose, we choose to be God's friend. We're faced with that choice. Amos chapter 3, verse 3, asks this searching question. Can two walk together without agreeing to do so? Or to put it another way, can two walk together without choosing to do so? Can anyone choose me to walk with you? Can anyone, can anyone make you choose to walk with me? I, the answer to that is no, and that's all that Amos is pointing out. Can two walk together without agreeing to do so or without choosing to do so? I understand Wimberley is a popular site for making movies. Is that true? Pflugerville used to be that way until it kind of outgrew it or grew to where that wasn't as attractive to movie growers. Uh, several years ago, uh, movie makers discovered this building in downtown Pflugerville. It was an old bank. And they chose to come in and refurbish this building uh, to look like a bank again. And they, they filmed a scene there with Matthew McConaughey called the Newton Boys. Some of you may remember the movie. Our youngest son, Jarrett, came home one evening and he was kind of excited about them having this downtown area. We just live a few blocks from downtown. Uh, about them having this downtown area roped off. And he and a buddy of his, always in trouble. Uh, they decided to kind of see if they could invade this roped off part of town and get into the movie set. And they did. They just kind of acted like they knew what they were doing and walked in there. And Jared said, 
I saw Matthew McConaughey sitting outside the set drinking a Dr. Pepper and just looking bored. We said, really? Did, did you go over and speak to Matthew McConaughey? He said, no, I'm not a groupie. I'm not a groupie. Like that was some kind of a terrible thing. You know, to tell you the truth, I don't know Matthew McConaughey. I don't know what he would have done, how he would have responded to Jared. Probably would have told him to get lost, right? Here's my point. God's not that way. God loves groupies. God loves it when we come over and try to get to know him. God loves it when we choose, when we choose to try to get close to him. God loves that. God never tells us get lost. God is always seeking to be our friend and loves it when we choose to be his friend. When we choose to get close to him. Enoch chose to befriend God. Some life event happened, his baby boy was born, and for some reason that, that caused him to choose to walk with God. Not everyone does. Some do. Some choose to be friends with God. Spiritual power walking begins with befriending God. But then what must follow is, naturally, walking with God. Back to verse 22, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered sons and daughters. Now, the important thing to notice here is that Enoch not only chose to be God's friend, he chose to be God's walking partner. And he walked with God, and he walked with God a long time. 300 years is a long time. Now, what exactly does it mean to walk with God? Let's look first at what it means to not walk with God. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. So we can begin by saying walking with God means no longer walking with those who do not walk with God. Walking with God begins with no longer walking with those who do not honor God. The world's culture is full of people who just don't honor God. They may believe he exists, but they just don't respect him. Walking with God means no longer walking with culture in the direction they're going. Culture is not going in the direction of God, folks. Walking with God means no longer walking with culture. Years ago, I heard the story of a mother who, on her way to visit relatives, decided to visit her college son. He wasn't in the dorm, so she asked the, the uh, dorm manager there to open her son's door so she could go in and leave him a note. So the dorm manager opened the door and... She walked into her son's room. She was so disappointed because the walls were covered with vulgar photographs, vulgar pictures. She didn't have time to stay, so she took 
out of her purse a picture of Jesus that she had there and stuck it right in the middle of all those pictures and left a note for her son saying, I came by, missed you, love you, and left. On her way back from visiting her friend, she stopped back by the college, and he was home, and he went into his room, and there on the wall was the picture of Jesus all by itself. <laughs> and she said, you've redecorated. <laughs> and he said, Mom, all those other pictures just didn't look right up there with Jesus. One of the first things we have to learn about walking with God in life is we can't walk with God and the, the old crowd at the same time. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. Either Jesus has to go or the old crowd has to go, but we can't walk with both at the same time. What does it mean to walk with God? Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. Instead... Instead of walking with the world, instead, his delight, the man who's blessed, the man who's happy, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. So walking with the Lord means studying God's Word, praying over God's Word, living by God's Word. In a recent issue of Fast Company, the business magazine noted the American companies spend about $70 billion a year on consulting. Another source noted that AT&T alone spends $1 billion annually for consulting. Clearly, successful businesses assign a high priority to consulting. They pay top dollar to get good consulting. Well, walking with God simply means we choose to turn our back on the counsel of the world and all of its wisdom and turn to God for His consulting. Maybe if we spent $70 billion a year, it would be more valuable to us. But it's free. His counsel's free. It's right here in the Bible. With God as our walking partner, we are to follow His counsel. Drop all the counsel of the world, no longer follow the counsel of culture, no matter how convincing it might be, we drop that counsel and we follow the wisdom and the words and the counsel of God. Amen. Psalm chapter 3, verse 3 says, The person who does that, I love this, is like a tree planted beside streams of water that bear its fruit in season, listen to this, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. We should paste that across the door of our church. Whatever he does prospers, if he follows the counsel of God. Whatever he does prospers. That's, that's power walking with God. Finally, Spiritual power walking with God means going home with God. Genesis chapter 5, verse 24, back to our passage. 
Enoch walked with God, and he was not there because God took him. It's one of the most searching passages in the Bible, I think. Enoch walked with God, and he was not there because God took him. Let's get this picture here. Something about the birth of Enoch's baby boy that broke his heart. Could have been some other life event that did it. The important thing is it happened. As a result, Enoch made a choice to become God's friend. He started walking with God. He was not before. He began walking with God, and he walked with God for a very long time. And then as a direct result of a long life of walking with God, we read here that Enoch never died. Instead, his close friend, his walking partner, God, just took Enoch home with him. As a 12-year-old boy growing up in the country, one of my rites of passage was getting to go with my dad and his friends on a coon hunt. I don't hear about this anymore. This is something, I guess, used to do it, don't do it much anymore. On a coon hunt, it was a it was a rite of passage for young country boys. And I, I knew it was. I knew it was a big deal. I was, I was very impressed by it. I knew it was important. So that evening, I remember it was, uh, it was in late fall, a little later than this. got dark early. It was cold. It had rained that day. And so... Uh, Dad's cousin, which I guess made him my cousin too, Dad's cousin, Bucky Cruz, doesn't that sound like a country name? Bucky Cruz came by to, to pick us up and took us out to his house, which is where the, the hunt was going to begin. And that's where all the men had gathered, six or seven men with their, with their dogs. And, uh, boy, those dogs are high value out there in North Texas. Six or seven dogs, and Bucky said, okay, we're going we're gonna to start here in just a moment. Let the sun get all the way down. We're going to start this coon hunt. He said, it rained today, so the scent might not be very strong. So uh, I decided, because these other men were a little, bit, a little bit apprehensive about letting a 12-year-old boy come along. So I decided I wasn't going to let him down. And I just sewed myself my dad's hip. And they let go of these dogs. And they began barking right away, took off, and the men just took off after them, just walking fast. Walking fast. It was pitch dark. Not a star in the sky. Not the moon wasn't out or anything. It was pitch dark. Everybody had their flashlights. Following those dogs barking. Boy, we stomped through those muddy fields. Feet got heavy with mud. Crawled through barbed wire fences. Went through shallow creek beds. Following these dogs barking. I wouldn't dare be left behind. Dad kept saying, you okay? I'm okay, Dad. I'm okay. You okay? I'm okay, Dad. I'm okay. And we walked and walked and walked. Every now and then someone would say, oh, they got a scent. They got a scent, you know, but no, that, that didn't work out following these dogs. And finally, finally, Bucky, who was kind of the manager of the hunt, I guess, Bucky said, oh, let's call it quits, men. It's, it's too wet today. We, we're not going to catch anything. So he stopped and they were there in a, we were in a creek bed. He said, let's head on back. And I turned to my dad and I said, Dad, I, I don't think I can do it. I don't think it'd have it in me to walk all the way back to Bucky's house. 
Dad laughed. He said, you don't know where we are, do you? I said, no, we're way out in the middle of the dark, out in the middle of nowhere. He said, you see that house up on the hill? Yes, sir. He said, that's our house. Let's just go home. I was never so glad to see a house in all my life. You know, this is a cold, dark, uncomfortable old world. We go stomping through it, trying to keep up, but it just wear, you know, it just wears us down, doesn't it? It just wears us down. We get to the point, sometimes we just give up. I, I just can't make it. I just can't, I can't go any further. And God, our Father, hugs us and ruffles our hair and says, Honey boy, honey girl, you don't know where we are, do you? No, Father, where are we? See that house on the hill? That's my house. We're closer to my house than we are to the world's house. Let's just go, let's just go home. We walk with God, we walk with our Father through many, many, many years, but the time comes we're closer to His house than we are to the world's house. And we just go home. We just go home. Spiritual power walking. Topic in the Bible. A frequent topic in the Bible. But listen, we've got to have the right partner. Choose today to make God your partner. Choose today to walk with God. Choose today to be God's friend. He's already lined himself to be your friend. He's made sacrifices beyond imagination to be your friend. You need to choose today to be his friend. No one's going to coerce you. No one's going to force you. Maybe some life event is going to encourage you. Maybe this is it this morning. Maybe this is going to be the life event that encourages you to become God's friend and walk with God. Let me tell you, friend, something. Something's got to make you turn to God and become his friend. Make this it today. Agreed?